stories of the pandemic for people living in the pandemic. No one is alone on the pandemic show. Thanks for joining us as we unite humanity through stories of hope, connection, and community in the face of the global pandemic. We are all in this together, and we're glad you're here together with us. Thanks for taking a moment to like, subscribe, and follow the Pandemic Show on social media. G'day, and welcome to the Pandemic Show. Thanks for joining us as we unite humanity with stories of shared experience. Today, we'll be transcending time and space to Penticton, B.C., beautiful British Columbia, Canada, to talk to musician Howard Lee Naylor, indie, alternative, pop, country, classic rock musician. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you for having me. It's great. Thank you. (laughs) Now, I have to tell the people of the pandemic that we put the call out for stories of what's going on in the pandemic. What are people doing? What artwork are people creating? And wow, Howard Lee Naylor has been busy. He wrote in 2020 songs, wrote and released Songs from Isolation, a 10-song album focusing on supporting each other through the pandemic. Howard, it is so exciting to get to talk to an artist here on the show. And one of my favorite genres of music is indie, alternative pop, country, classic rock. How lucky am I? (laughs) That's great. (laughs) <laughs> Could you just start us off and tell us what was your life like before the pandemic struck the world? I can't. You know, I, I moved from Vancouver to Penticton. It's wine country. It's uh, outdoors, playing venues, going to the wineries and playing, lots of drinking wine. It's, it's, it's a, one of the best spots in the summer in BC, if not Canada. And so I was, when I moved up here, it was uh, two years ago this May, actually. And and I was doing gigs. I, w- I w- actually worked at the only uh, music store in town, worked at a winery, and I played music at wineries and different pubs through the whole summer and, you know, through the fall. And then, and then the winter hit and then of course, COVID hit. And then that kind Boom. of, COVID, right. And everything kind of froze. And I, I was lucky because I was, I was actually in Asia for a month in uh, January. And when I got back, then it kind of hit. And then I was like, oh my goodness. Whereabouts? In Asia, I asked because we've talked to Lisa Humber from Toronto, who had been in Singapore doing stage theater. She came back through the Hong Kong airport and she knew before the rest of us, something was coming. We've also talked to people in Cambodia and Vietnam where they have a little bit more experience in this type of thing. So where were you in Asia and what was there... Any talk about it at that point? Absolutely. We, I went to Thailand with my buddy. He's been there a few times. I've never been before. I've never been to Asia before. So I was so excited. What a great culture. And uh, it was definitely because the pandemic was over there and people were starting to wear masks. You could see it. And then you go to the airports and they were starting to be, do the temperature gauge on your forehead. You know, asked about things like that. So I knew something was coming. And I went back to Hong Kong too as well. Same thing, right? To check and check and check and checking. And then when I got back here, like nobody was really doing anything, right? We didn't know about it. And then August 15th, that was my last day work at the music store. And that was it, shut down. They opened it up again a little bit in the summertime, just to people that lived in the area, Canadians and whatever. So it was okay last summer. And I think it's going to be again, okay this summer too. I think they're going to open up after the May 24th long weekend. It's too important financially for this town and for BC in the summertime. And I think they're getting a little bit more control now that we're getting more of the vaccines. I got my two weeks ago. So I'm waiting for my next one for the passport uh, vaccine. Wow. So, what type of vaccine did you get? I got the uh, Moderna. 
Oh, you lucky ducky. You got the Dolly Parton vaccine. Dolly, my, my, my Moderna. Like, <laughs> besides your music, Dolly Parton, she's the soundtrack to my life. She's and great. Congratulations on getting the Dolly Parton vaccine. Being in Thailand, though, and seeing how people were taking it seriously because it was right in their neck of the woods. And then right. coming back, did that make you take, did that help you explain to other people that there's something coming? I, I dipped my toe in it in Thailand. Well, you know, it's funny because I, I joked around. I was watching all these people wearing masks and going, I was joking around. Real men don't wear masks, right? I thought that was a pretty funny thing to do. But, but by the time I left there, so many people, they were taking it very seriously. And as a matter of fact, I keep in touch with some of the people I met over there and they're completely shut down too. That's oh, wow. Yeah. I know that wearing a mask when it came in was really foreign to me. Yes. It was something that was completely unknown. You know, you see a little bit about it in other parts of the world. But now over a year in, hearing that we can adapt to this virus and still get to do things, especially outside. Yes. Uh, in wine country, yeah. you know, wearing a mask indoors, you know, that's a small price to pay to, you know, stop the spread of this horrible horribly destructive virus totally uh, and uh, you know now, now matching masks you know what i mean <laughs> it becomes part of your wardrobe <laughs> there's yeah the, the evolution of mask fashion i know like we're deep into it right now oh for sure i've got like four different masks with four different outfits right so <laughs> and i wear them all the time the only time i don't wear a mask is in my house that's it i gotta be very careful because i i'm a high risk with pneumonia three times right so i i really try to keep plus i want to keep my voice the way it is too so i mean that's He's got to be careful. You, you, you take it seriously. You follow public health. You yes. don't want to get sick. No. You were in lockdown and you were getting creative. And then all of a sudden, boom, songs from isolation. My favorite is We Are In This Together. And that a started it off. Out, a shout out of support and solidarity to frontline workers. And I got to tell you, I can't get enough of it. Anything that's catchy like your tunes, it's got a pure heart. And right. it's nice and sweet like honey. And it's giving a shout out to essential workers. In Ontario, the frontline workers, they, they got a little bit of a bonus for like a month or two, and then they took it away. And they've got, to some degree, the hardest job of all. They've well, got to did. deal with everybody's story. This has been a burden on all of us. Yes. It's, I think it's harder on some than others. Some people can afford the isolation. Right. Other people can. And I know in Ontario, it's spreading, uh, it's spreading now among workplaces where people are forced to go to work because there's no paid sick days, right. et cetera, et cetera. Right. I was quite fortunate because I, I ended up getting to serve and I got uh, EI. So I've been able to stay home financially, which has also gave me the chance to just relax and just be creative. And when you say well, we're all in this together, that's what started the album on. I was talking to my daughter on the phone. I was just playing the thinking and thinking at the piano going, what do you think of this, darling? What do you think? I like it, dad. I like it. I said, okay. So I, I wrote it and I talked to my old producer in Vancouver, sent him the demo. I like it. Let's do it. So we did it over the phone. I did the tracks here, basically most of the tracks here, sent it to him and, and my vocals. And he took and just did all his magic with the studio. It turned out the way it did. I get a lot of good comments because they got a lot of Beatle references on the catchiness of it. And this and that. I think it was one of the fastest songs I've ever written. The words came so quickly. I guess probably because the heart was there with it, with especially at that time. Yeah. Then I said to my producer, well, that's great. I, this sounds like it turned out really well. And he goes, let's do an album. I said, well, I had some songs. So I started writing with him. So I spent the whole last summer writing and recording this new album and released it on October 2nd. Fantastic. And when you started there and mentioned how programs by our governments helped you and helped your family at the beginning of this ordeal, but also 
gave you the space where then you could do something positive with the time of the isolation to thank and build community. That makes me so grateful to live in a country that has a social safety net. Absolutely. You know, we you can say a lot of things about this country, whatever, and I know we do, but what they did to have people stay home and stay safe was fabulous. I mean, the states didn't do that right away. And those people suffered. That's why they had such a big death toll because of that, I think. And, and we've been, we did the right thing. Just like New Zealand did the same thing, Australia. Yeah, it's interesting how different jurisdictions have had varying levels of success and the jurisdictions that controlled their borders early. It, it's interesting to hear that you were getting checked right. for temperature at the airport in Thailand because I don't, I don't think that happened in Canada for months. If it's, if it's no. even happening now. You, you know, you might be right. I, I haven't taken a plane or anything since I've been back, obviously. But yeah, I mean, yeah, they, they were doing it right away. Uh, and, they were, and if you had a temperature, you weren't going on that plane. You get back, March hits, your last day at work, lockdown. You're communicating with people virtually, talking to your yeah. family on the phone. Right. Then you have a moment of inspiration. You worked on the song with your daughter, giving you yeah. feedback. What? A, what? How powerful is that? And then songs from isolation, we are in this together comes. And then you came up with nine more songs to right. drop this album. And right. You've got two recent albums, one in 2017, Possibilities, right. with Tequila Sunrise, a bunch of other great songs. And then you release songs from isolation in 2020. And you've got another one that we'll talk about. Life Goes On, which is going to drop sometime in 2021. Fingers crossed. <laughs> but you have a lot of you have a lot of songs about relationships yes and you have sweet janine on songs from isolation right so was that something that you wrote during the pandemic or it was a pre-pandemic and then the pandemic was a time to get this love song out well i had it i had it a while ago and the book was there and i and i looked at it and it goes i think there's something there there's something about it that i like so i said so i sat down and i just looked at it and i started playing around different chords and started putting it together it just grew from there and and I think it's one of my favorite songs off the album. It's catchy. Big time. And love songs, songs about relationships are so important during these times of isolation and and fragmentation. You you should only have this many people in your bubble because we want to make sure as many of us get through this as possible. Absolutely. I was talking to to Eric Appler about uh, when I first started working with him and he says, everybody's doing songs because in their isolation. And he said, there's so many people coming up with product because of the isolation. So I guess there's a big competition. I don't, I don't look at it that way. I just, I look at it that I just like to create now because I have the time to create. Like a lot of people don't have that time. I agree with you. Culture and music, it's a collaboration. It's not a competition. It's true, right? And shout out to that Eric Alper. Yeah, there you go, right? No, he's great. I was very smart. I said, what am I going to do? I'm not going to do album out here. I, I, I need someone that knows what he's doing. I hooked up with him and he's just, he's wonderful. He's the man. What a kind soul. The world needs more Eric Alpers, people that want to help other people. When I, when I hooked up with him, I said to him, what, what do you think I can do? And he goes, I think what you're doing is special. I said, I'm, he wanted to be part of that. And I said, you know what? So do I. And he's opened a few doors for me, but he's just got so much music in him, right? And you don't get that for a lot of people, right? Bingo. Penticton, B.C., Tourist summer, spring, summer, fall, tourist destination. People go there to connect with nature from the city. Beautiful wine country. Oh, perfect yeah. place to go to get a glass of Merlot. Whatever you want, rosé. Yeah. And listen to the talented musicians of Penticton playing love relationship songs. 
Yeah, it's a wonderful city in the summertime and spring and fall. And then, of course, winter is. That's all. Everybody get, wants to go somewhere else, right? Because it's you see cold. how many, you, in the winter, you see how many people really live in Penticton. <laughs> the streets are definitely empty. <laughs> so in March, people were just starting to get geared up, hopefully for spring. But then there was this big fear of the virus, which made it to our shores. Yes. And there was a shutdown. How did Penticton change? What did you notice that was, was different? Did anything, anything stand out? It was, everything was closed. I mean, everything except for essential things like grocery stores. And of course, the liquor stores were open. That was about the only things that were open. All the restaurants were shut down. You really couldn't do anything, go anywhere. And, and really, it's kind of like that now, except you go on the patios outside to eat. And so it's opened up a little bit this time around. But that first two months, I think uh, March and April, I mean, it shut down. It was like hardly anybody in the streets. So it was, yeah. That was similar here. There's a lot of uncertainty. There's no personal protective equipment. It was before, you know, now that we're coordinating our masks with our outfits, we were caught <laughs> off guard. We, we were really caught off guard. And I think people were really good in that first lockdown. Right. In, in Ontario, anyway. Then we had, we opened up and then we shut back down. We opened up and now we're shut back down again. And we're, we're getting overrun with variants. Well, it's, and I think the frustration set in for the third lockdown. Everybody wants to get out and do things. Now the weather's turning. You know, everybody wants to be outside. They want to do things. They want to do the summer stuff. Actually, when I say summer stuff, I just released my new song, uh, Both Summer Days, as a matter of fact, uh, yesterday. And the video has come out today, too. So, Oh, uh, congratulations. Yeah. I'm, I'm waking up from dreams of summer every morning. <laughs> well, this new song is uh, it's uh, it's kind of like a Beach Boys tribute. So it has a lot of the Beach Boys sound and feel and harmonies. It has actually about five different Beach Boy titles songs in the, in the song itself. I'm pretty happy the way it's turned out because I'm excited about summer too. <laughs> so now we're going to be in the people of the pandemic can rejoice because we're going to be hearing indie alternative pop country classic garage rock. <laughs> yeah, and, and more coming, right? You just noticed the streets were ghost town. Oh, yeah. And you started focusing then in the spring on songs from isolation. Yes, the yes. first song came easy. Yeah. And from that first song that just came together so magically to thank everybody who's doing their part in we are in this together you put together the rest of the songs and what can you tell us a little bit about the backstory on i miss love yeah it, it also has to do with the isolation as well not so much in a pan pandemic way but just as you get older you think back about the loves that you've had the relationships that you've had and they're not there anymore you by yourself just like we are right now is there going to be another one around the corner right this time take care of that so i just started writing it and it just it just grew from there and it just i guess it kind of a, it's a kind of a lonely song but i think it's i think it's heartfelt i think the lyrics are that way but i think everybody goes through a little bit of loneliness and like not like we have now whether relationship wise people say you know i'm not i need to be with somebody i don't want to be with myself anymore and uh, that's what that song's all about really. interesting that you wrote a song that would just be so magnified by the pandemic where those before times feelings are just so much more heightened. It's like all right. the problems in before times of the pandemic. The pandemic is sadly, well, maybe it's a good thing, but it's highlighting structural inequalities in our system, how we treat our seniors, all those types of things. But in this particular song, the loneliness of not being in a close relationship with companionship. Yes. I think it's like, as you get older, you know, you get a little more lonely if you're by yourself. You know, it's like a lot of, a few of my friends are older and they don't, they've never had families. 
the children. So, and I look at them and I said, well, I have a couple of grandkids now. And I'm going, I'm blessed to have that because you miss so much, especially when you get older, especially with this isolation with all these older folks stuck at home, stuck in the care, care homes and stuff like that. They're no way to get out. And they, you know, they haven't seen outside for a year, some of them. That kind of, I miss love, I miss life. It's kind of what that song's about. And the pandemic show, we're not a political show. We're just United Humanity, uh, stories of shared experience. When you talked about some of these people in these uh, seniors facilities, they truly are prisoners. Unfortunate. I know in Ontario it was in the papers and it's accepted through reports released by the government that they didn't do anything really. Like the, yeah. the system that didn't work beforehand, didn't work during hand. I feel so bad for those people that were trapped in a room, even when it was nice enough to be outside. Now that we've learned the lessons of the first First 13 months that yes. we can still be in a lockdown with some dignity yes and we can still be in a lockdown where we got to kind of trust people outside safe inside not safe for starters right and still physically yeah. distance and wear your mask and yeah. make sure it coordinates <laughs> right well the wonderful thing about here in penticton when it was like this last summer they would hire a different care home to hire musicians to play outside on the driveway parking lot and they wrote, and the elders, and sit in the balconies and listen to the music and get entertained for an hour and a half or something like that. So that's heartwarming. Yeah. And it's, that's and I, did, I did a few, I did a few of those gigs myself last summer. Oh, wonderful. I bet you're going to be doing a lot more of those this year. And I hope you are because the music is the medicine. Yes. I mean, it's not a vaccine. It's, it's more powerful than that. What kind of response did you see from our elders? Uh, when you were singing joy, connection, oh, humanity. Well, yeah. well, they're, they're just loving it. They're so starved for entertainment. Just to, or, you know, like how, how long can you sit there and watch Matlock on TV, right? You just got to get out and they just, you see their eyes. They're just almost like they're tearing up. They, they love it so much. And they don't even, and you don't have to cage it their sound because a little bit older, right? I don't always do Frank Sinatra. But I mean, you know, through the 50s or 60s and Elvis and things like that, they all love that stuff. It was a great sign for sure, yeah. Yeah, well, congrats. Thank you for doing that. I hope that people listening in Ontario, we should be doing a lot more of that for our elders here because we can get through this. And that's another message in your songs that we're going to get through this. There's a light at the end of the tunnel. Everybody check out his videos on YouTube. But that's been one of your messages. We're going to get through this. And maybe it's in we are in this together. We're going to get through this. And this will be in the rearview mirror. What do you think the world will be like in after times? Or what do you hope the world will be like? I think we've all learned a huge lesson. As you said, we're, we're going to treat our elders a lot better. I think we're going to take care of them a little bit more. You know, we got a, a bad reputation in North America that we don't take care of our elders as we should. But I think this whole process has opened our eyes to that. So that's one way. I think people appreciate now the life that we can live again, right? Enjoy that freedom which we haven't had for a long year. Yeah, because now we can enjoy that and say, okay, you know what? I enjoy this. Go to the lake now. Just relax. Have a glass of wine. Just, you know. Let's connect with nature. Yeah. And then connect with a full-bodied glass of red in Penticton, BC. <laughs> yes. That's true. Wine country city. I love it. I think it's going to be an eye-opener for everybody now. I think once we get all our vaccines, sort of get semi-normal again. I think people should remember this, right? And take it with them. I know I have. I feel that the pandemic's making us stronger. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. And now you're you're working on post-production now for an album, Life Goes On. And that right? kind of feels like what's going to happen after the pandemic? Life's going to go on. Can it's you tell so us, funny. can you tell us a little bit about that project? Well, yeah, I, 
I just I just kept waking up around five in the morning. And my keyboard's right there by my bedroom. I just like get up, the headphones on, and I just start writing and just coming up with some ideas. And life goes on is it's kind of like a breakup song. So life goes on after this relationship. But I think as well, it has to do with the pandemic. You know, it's like our life will go on again, right? No matter what kind of curves that we've been throwing at our, ourselves at, at, and at us, that we can go on again. Like life goes on. And it's got a little catchy little doot doot doots to it. And it's got a, it's upbeat. So life goes on was yeah. a relationship song about how life goes on. But it also just has such a powerful, you get a powerful feeling from it when you think about the pandemic. Like life is going to go on yeah. and it's going to be what we make of it. Right. Life's going to be what we make of it. And hopefully we're all using this time of isolation on our wellness and our betterment. Delana Gale Bowen from Vancouver. Yeah. She... She thinks that the pandemic is an opportunity for us to really to do that, to create, to work on ourselves and come out of this stronger so we can make sure that we strengthen our community. Shout out Delana Gale Bowen. Yeah, no, and she's right. I mean, I think everybody has to work on it. I mean, it's, I think it's given all time to, to think about what's going on in our lives and what's going on in the future. It gives us that time to do that and reflect on everything. The thing is, it's funny how like songs from isolation and I thought that was like a clever title because of the times. But then I didn't even think about that title for the album until the new one. But that song just made sense to, to follow up with Life Goes On. It does go on. And we will go on, obviously. It's cosmic. Yeah. <laughs> and, and now you've got three albums. I think it's going to be the Roaring Twenties when yeah. this pandemic's in the rear view. And people are going to want to go out and jitterbug. Oh. Now, oh, yeah. you're going to have all this content. Now, you've been in music for decades. You've played in L.A. You've played in in nashville but done a lot of covers oh yeah lots of covers yeah i got that i got that silly voice that seems to blend in with a lot of stuff that i like like america beatles blue rodeo i love blue rodeo. me and jim cuddy i think <laughs> i just love the sound you know so I, I do a lot of covers and i spent i was like i always spend about maybe two hours sometimes just doing covers yeah, just and now you'll need four or five hours on stage to do all your all your albums and and all those other all those other hits. You know what's really funny is that I, I sat down and goes, you know what? I could probably do a three hour concert with my own stuff now, and I never thought that was ever going to happen, right? But all of a sudden, you know, three years later, I've got I got enough of three hours plus. I actually have already written an album, a country album that I'm just putting away for the right time to release it. Yeah, so I actually got two more albums coming out. So. Can't can't wait to see you at Havelock or at Lucknow. <laughs> right on. <laughs> now I you can't tell a painter what to paint, but you're fantastic at any indie, alternative pop, country, garage, classic rock. Have you thought about synth pop? Like you do play you do play the keyboard. Mm-hmm. A synth album is a is a synth album maybe in the future. You know I I don't know I I think I'm I'm just I'm just I think I come from the school of the University of the Beatles and they didn't do a lot of sin stuff. So I, I just, I think I do more of that poppy sound that, that three minutes, 45 seconds and out kind of thing. Uh, tell a little story, get a catchy, get a little feeling and move on. So I never really thought of it doing the sin thing. Well, it's good to plant a seed. Whatever grows, grows. Right. <laughs> for sure. Howard Lee Naylor, I can't thank you enough for your time here on the Pandemic Show. And it's great to talk to an artist who really used this time to create and a great album, especially thanking frontline workers. And we are in this together. And I cannot wait 
to see you up on stage in after times. I'm just dying to get up there. I just want to get a band together, get on stage, and just start just start doing it again, right? But if you and people want to go see some of it, like I did a video, slide video, lyric video for We're All in This Together. If you go to YouTube, you can see that. And my new my new song, those those summer days and sweet Janine are all on YouTube as well. So you can watch the little videos as well. Thank you very much for joining us today as we work to unite humanity. No one's alone on the Pandemi Show. We're all in this together. Thanks for listening to the Pandemi Show. We're all in this together, and we're glad you're here together with us. Physically distance with us at pandemishow.com. Be a part of our community by subscribing to and sharing the Pandemi Show. Thanks for taking a minute to email an episode, share a link, or promote us on social media. Pandemi Show is on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and Reddit. Stories from the Pandemi for the people of the Pandemi. Do you have an interesting Pandemi story and want to share? Email us at pandemishow at gmail.com. Thanks to all our guests. Thanks to Giant Value for singing us in and letting us know everything is going to be all right. No one is alone at the Pandemi Show.